Welcome to the Senior Living 411 series. The information shared in this show is for general informational purposes only and should not be used to make any personal changes to your lifestyle or health without consulting the appropriate financial, medical, or healthcare professionals. Good evening, everyone. My name is Desiree King, and welcome to the Senior Living 411 series. You usually know me as the co-founder of Senior Living 411. However, today I'm wearing a slightly different hat. Our mission at Senior Living 411 is to provide education and resources designed to help people live empowered lives and make informed decisions. And out of that mission was born the Senior Living 411 series. So the 411, it's what Ontario seniors and their adult children want concerning aging in place, in-home healthcare options, technology, retirement planning, downsiding, and so much more. These topics along with others are presented in the Senior Living 411 series as 30 to 60 minute monthly educational seminars on Zoom and Facebook Live. Adults 55 plus seniors and caregivers are invited to attend the free Senior Living 411 series to learn the actual facts about issues related to aging. Now this series of candid conversations and expert panel discussions about the unique and often complex issues facing families are moderated by either myself, Desiree King, or my husband, Alpha King. These discussions allow families to get to know the person behind the profession, thereby creating a safe space to ask questions, learn, and ultimately form proactive relationships so that when a situation arises, you can reach out to someone who you now trust. Today, as I said, I'm wearing a different hat. Along with being the co-founder of Senior Living 411, I'm also the business development representative for Mayan Inc. And you'll learn a little bit more about Mayan in a few minutes as well. Today's topic is the 411 on smart clothing. And joining me, I have my colleague, Mr. Gagan Gill. Gagan, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Great. So Gagan is a sales and marketing executive with 12 plus years experience in a variety of roles. As the lead marketer for a medical device company, he has helped grow sales from 2 million up to 30 million over a three year period, eventually leading to a 1 billion acquisition. In a sales capacity, he has experiences closing multi-million dollar deals in highly complex sales environments as both an individual contributor and a manager. He's been a co-founder from multiple startups, including a healthcare marketplace, a hospital-based SAAS product, and a consumer e-commerce brand. Most recently, he has been consulting and advising a number of companies across industries with a focus on revenue growth. Currently, Gagan is the head of sales and partnerships at Mayant, global leaders in textile computing and smart clothing. Gagan, as always, when I do the show, I always ask people to tell me their story. What is your path towards the position you're currently holding with Mayan? Yeah, totally. Um, thanks for the intro. It sounds much more impressive than it actually is. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, my path is, is like a roundabout one. I think like most people, uh, if you would ask me you know, 10 years ago, like, where are you going to be 10 years from now? Uh, it wouldn't be you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to pick this path that just sort of happened. So um, 
I went to school for finance and my plan was to always go work in investment banking, kind of like every business student wants to do, not really knowing what that means. Um, and so I, uh, I tried to go out on that path, ended up taking, realizing that you can't just, you know, choose what you want to do when you're a fresh grad, you, you have to look what opportunity, kind of take advantage of what opportunities exist. Um, and, uh, I ended up finding a job at a medical device company in finance. And so started working there. Uh, they ended up putting me in a, in, in a marketing role because they're like, you went to school for business, you, you know, marketing, right? I'm like, yeah, I think so. I, I took a course on it once, um, ended up uh, sending me down this path in medical devices in healthcare, um, spent pretty much most of my career in healthcare focused companies and healthcare focused roles, um, because I found the space so fascinating. Um, and, and just saw so many opportunities to help make it better using technology. There's, uh, there's really unlimited potential here. And it, it, we're at the tip of the iceberg in terms of what companies are doing to make healthcare better for people, more accessible, um, more efficient. Um, and uh, we're, we're really just getting started. Uh, so I, you know, with that kind of goal and mission for my career in mind, you know, positively contributing to healthcare, globally. Um, I found mine. I don't know how I found mine, but I did. And uh, in speaking to Tony, our CEO, realized that he shares the exact same goals. He wants to make healthcare accessible to everyone, uh, even the ones who are typically left behind um, and, and uh, use textile as a means to do that. And so when I heard that mission and, and realized that uh, that Mayan was doing some amazing things. I decided to join the team and uh, and that's how I am here now. Well, it's interesting and you're right. I interviewed so many people and including my story, where you start off and where you end up is never what you thought you'd be. Even me being part of Mayan right now, who would have thought, I, because I, I didn't plan on it, but it's where I ended up and it was the proper alignment. Uh, so smart clothes. I looked up that word today because it was like, it's an interesting word. We have smart TVs, we have smart refrigerators, we have smart homes. So smart clothing. And I remember when I first found Mayan and I saw this, I'm like, wow, that sounds like Black Panther, Iron Man. Because that's where you see them with this clothing that really integrates. And when I looked up the definition, it's referred to as high tech clothing, smart garments, smart wear, electronic tech textiles, smart textiles, e-textiles, monitor clothing or smart fabrics are clothes enhanced with technology to add functionality beyond traditional use. And that is like something that, I mean, I think of my grandparents, if you go back 20, 30 years, you told them that their clothing could do these things, they would think you're crazy. Yeah. So with that being said, let, let's start, before we actually get into the actual product itself, tell us more about the history of Mayant itself. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, Mayan's been around for around uh, about nine years now, eight or nine years. Um, and, and it was created, uh, for multiple purposes, but mainly to advance and help advance the field of textile computing. And so, you know, you mentioned smart clothing, uh, smart clothing could be something like sweat wicking fabric. You know, that's traditionally how people look at it, you know, what we call passive features in garments where they're. They, they have these features that make them more comfortable to wear, uh, antibacterial and things like that, just inherent properties of different yarns that people use. Um, and so, yes, that's one component of it, but there's so much more that textile can do. And so textile computing 
is uh, is really what Maya is focused on, and that's uh, integrating conductive yarns uh, and sensors into clothes, so that your everyday comfortable clothes can actually do so much more. Um, and so Mayan was created with with that uh, with the goal of advancing the technology in the space um, well beyond where it is now, which is in its infancy, or where it was eight years ago, nine years ago, which is in its infancy, um, and also to uh, to help solve some really big problems in healthcare. Uh, and so our CEO Tony Shaheen, he uh, he thought of of Mayan and skin, which we'll talk about, I guess, a little bit later, but. But uh, as a way, uh, his, his father had dementia uh, and he felt like he was, um, you know, it was hard for him to connect with him and, and, and you know, keep track and, and understand what his, uh, uh, what his healthcare and well-being, uh, you know, how it was progressing. And so as a, as a way to connect with his, his father who had dementia, he envisioned this skin product. Um, as a way to stay close with his father and for his father to stay close with him and his family. Um, and, uh, and that's kind of where the idea of skin was born and really the driver behind my and, and, and textile computing technology. Right. So is my a clothing company or a tech company? Or so, a combination of both? <laughs> <laughs> so Mayant is focused on technology. We are, uh, we are innovating at every level so we talked about smart clothes, you know, we're trying to make the best smart clothes before we even talk about textile computing. So we want the most comfortable, uh, you know, the best fabric with the best breathability um, and, and all of those features. Um, so on the clothing side, we're, we're, you know, we're still focused on technology and like masks, for example, as you know, when we launched a mask, we decided we're not just gonna create another mask. We're gonna create the best fabric mask possible. And we did that. Um, and so we're, uh, we're uh, even on the just the fabric side, we're a technology company. But when you talk about uh, integrating computing and electronics into clothing, like that's really what we do. So if you can imagine a world where, uh, you know, our bed sheets can sense uh, if you're cold and then tell your ter thermostat to, to increase temperature, you know, like that's, that's using sensing technology that's using conductive yarns, that's using, um, you know, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi uh, and everything that, that our technology ecosystem has to do that. Uh, so, so that's like one very specific example, but we also see a world where, you know, your underwear can tell if, uh, if your, you know, your heart is okay. Do you have any arrhythmias or are you at risk of a stroke? Uh, because we're collecting ECG from that underwear and we're taking that data and we're sending it to your doctor and we're doing that all in the background without, uh, you know, without the user having to do anything. And so, you know, we're using technology and combining it with clothing technology uh, in the most advanced way possible. So one thing that's like common throughout that is we're technology, technology, technology. Yes, definitely. Um, we're using the most human form factor possible, right? We're not using hard plastics. We're using soft, comfortable textile to do exactly what wires and hard plastics can do. And that as well, and I know from in conversations with you that that, that extends among everybody because everybody wears clothes. So it's not something that we're saying you have to add on. It's something you already wear, but it's now built into what you're already wearing. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's not even just your clothes, right? If you think about your bed sheets, 
if you think about your office chair, uh, if you think about your car seat, uh, when you get on a plane, if you think about the, the seat you're sitting on, you know, you're integrate, you're like interacting with textile with your clothes and beyond your clothes right. all of the time. Right, right, right. It, it's amazing. Like I said, I, I get excited whenever I, I talk about, and you know, when you're aligned with the right companies, when you get excited about your work, it just really yeah. excites you. You can just keep going on and on because it is so innovative and it's so exciting to be a part of it. Uh, where's this company based? Is it Canadian or I, I know the answer, but I'm just acting like I don't, but let us know. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We are Canadian. We're based in uh, Etobicoke, which is Toronto, uh, right. the west side of Toronto. We're, uh, yeah, we're, we're very Canadian through and through. We're uh, taking advantage of the the uh, tech culture that we have in Toronto, uh, right. best, smartest, Amazing. yeah, uh, and tech people. Yeah, no, I, I went to a, a pre-COVID. I went to a, a, a seminar at UFT, and Toronto's big on tech. Like we're running with with uh, the Bay Area, where a lot of companies are moving over here, and we're really Toronto's on the on the top of the line. So if people don't know where 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 it's at. The yeah. four one six is where it's at. So definitely, <laughs> we're in the right place for this. So again. Spelled S K I I N, mispronounced sometimes as skin. That's an inside <laughs> joke, but skin. What is the meaning behind the name skin? Yeah. So, so skin. Um, the idea is that your uh, your clothing is a second skin, and uh, your clothing has historically protected you. It's kept you comfortable and warm. Uh, whether it's armor and you know, old school war. Uh, whether it's clothing, a, a winter jacket, or, or you know, clothing to keep you warm, um, your clothing has has kind of always been a second skin that's that's protected you. And so we're just the concept is we're taking it a level further. We're making your clothes do uh, even more to protect you, even more to keep you comfortable. Um, and so that's the concept behind skin is it's your second skin um, that's there to to protect you, and make you more comfortable. It really it does make sense. It does make sense. Uh, so with the clothing, is it comparable to a Fitbit? Because I think most people, when they think about the different um, metrics that you're mentioning, they think of a Fitbit. So is it like a Fitbit or is it like a Fitbit on steroids? <laughs> so it is, uh, it is neither a Fitbit nor a Fitbit on steroids. Okay. Um, I think, um, you know, the comparison comes because like you said, it, we're tracking some of the same metrics that you get with a Fitbit, right? Like steps, we're telling you how many steps you take, uh, heart rate, you know, basic thing that you can calculate. Uh, from your wrist, um, where skin and clothing really separates itself from any other wearable on the market, whether it's a Fitbit, an Apple Watch, uh, or the thousand other uh, wrist-based wearables that are out there, or other wearables that are out there, um, is skin is really a lifestyle. If you think about it, we are taking the things that you're already wearing, um, and we're uh, selectively um, putting sensors throughout them. We're creating a layer, a layering system that can sense data from the parts of your body that you need to sense it from. And then using that data to improve, you know, whether it's healthcare activity, uh, you know, strength and conditioning, you know, your meditation, we can basically, if we have textile anywhere, we can sense anything. With a wrist-based wearable, all you're really sensing is on the most basic level what you can sense at the wrist, which is yeah. not very much. Yeah. Um, so, so skin is, uh, you know, the concept is, well, you know, we, we have 
our underwear now, which has a number of sensors in it. And if you look at it feature, like a feature sheet, you'll say, yeah, it's kind of similar to a Fitbit, but, um, but what we're able to do from the waist and, and sensors in the waistband is so much greater than what you can ever do from a, a wrist-based wearable or any single point wearable. Right, right, right. So you mentioned underwear. Uh, just take us through quickly what type of garments you have right now. So we are in beta with our underwear. Um, and so that's the first product that we've launched. Uh, we're in the process of launching um, very shortly afterwards using very similar technology and similar sensors. We have other form factors, um, including a bra, uh, chest band, and a tank top. So those are kind of the four form factors that we're focused on and launching, uh, you know, in the summer um, and, uh, and, and throughout the rest of this year. Right. Right. Okay. And so what is it that actually allows you, you mentioned the sensors built into the garment. Now, how does that communicate with your phone? Like what, how does that whole process work? How does it all link? Uh, great question. So there's uh, there's some magic to what we do. Um, if you think of, if you think of, of, uh, a wire, which is in every electronics device that we use. Um, it's, you know, it's a little bit bulky. You, you don't want wires in your clothing. What we've done is we've taken that wire and we've, we've instead used yarn. So the same yarn you see on a spool that's very thin and, you know, can be knit into clothing. Um, we, uh, we use that instead of, uh, of wires. Um, so using that yarn, we're able to create sensors. We can do basically anything a computer can do. You know, that's kind of the long-term vision is we can do whatever a computer can do by replacing wires with yarn. So we have sensors uh, in our products that have, uh, you know, sensing capabilities. Um, they're connected by conductive yarns to, um, to some type of uh, device. And in our case, the device is tiny. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but yep, yep, the pod. tiny little device pod um, is connected to those textile sensors. The data gets collected by that and then by Bluetooth goes to your phone. So again, technology we've been using forever uh, goes from the yarn to the pod by uh, Bluetooth to from the pod to the phone. Um, and then you can consume the data. Right, right. That's amazing. So pretty much it's the technology uh, and once the technology is working, you, this can go with any garment then, like you can create any garment with it. So with that being said, since you mentioned the whole process of the, of the, of the knitting with the yarn, it's not something you can just purchase the pod then and say, okay, let me slap it on this shirt I have on and it's going to conduct because you need those two components for it to talk to each other, right? Yeah, absolutely. So like as much as we would love to be able to just take our electronics or like somehow make our technology so universal that we can just like put it on a garment and it works uh, yeah. with your existing clothes because for us the goal is really accessibility um we're not in this to like you know build a thousand dollar t-shirt and and uh and have you know a, a 20 year old athlete optimizer performance that's not our goal our goal is to make this accessible and, and help people live live healthier and happier lives um but uh, no, unfortunately you need the garment. I say unfortunately, but fortunately because they're, they're super comfortable. Like yeah, uh, yeah. I think we were talking about earlier, like uh, our underwear is the most comfortable underwear I've ever worn. So to me, it's like, um, 
you know, I, I like that my, we have a team of, of, uh, of, of uh, clothing designers. And so we, we really know what we're doing on the clothing level as well. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, at this, where we are today, um, you need to, to have a mind underwear or, you know, bra when we launch a chest band tank top along with the electronic pod. Right, right. And, and you mentioned some of the data that the technology captures, but what are some of the things in, in the future looking forward that you can name out that this can also capture? Because it's really very, we're looking at proactive measures on health, which I think traditionally healthcare has always been very reactive. So it's the same with, with Senior Living 411. We're looking at proactive measures so someone can have a better quality of life because people are living longer. So what yep. are some of the other data tech that the technology is capturing? Good question. So we, uh, you know, we've talked about activity and steps and heart rate. Um, the thing that's really unique about skin today is we have um, ECG sensors in the, in the product. So uh, we have multi-lead ECG um, that can get the full electrical signal of your heart. So it's not just telling you your heart rate. It's not counting how many times your heart beats. It is doing that because that's something we can derive from the ECG, but it's giving, it's, it's collecting data on the full electrical signal of your heart. Um, so currently, if you want to get an ECG, you have to go to a doctor's office, right? And then your doctor will refer you to a, to a cardiologist who will then do an ECG or something like that, right? Um, but uh, we imagine a world in the not so distant future where you're just wearing your clothes and we're collecting ECG data. The other thing about, um, about that is you wear your underwear all day. Most people wear their underwear all day, right? Uh, or their t-shirt or their, or their tank top, or, or you know, right. in case if we use a chest band. Um, mm -hmm. And so we're collecting data all day. If you go get an ECG at a cardiologist, they're only gonna see what's happening in that moment in time. If you get a Holter monitor put on afterwards, they're only, we're only gonna see what's happening in that two or three week span. Yeah. We don't know what's happening afterwards before, you know, over six months, over a year, over two years, you know, nobody's ever looked at that. So that's the real advantage of putting medical grade sensors in our clothes or in everyday clothing is we'll be able to create this picture of health uh, and heart health and like changes and, and we'll eventually be able to predict things and um and then share that data with the doctor so that they can they can make informed decisions yeah uh, so ecg i've uh, mentioned um we're eventually you know integrating uh the ability to do uh, breathing breathing as an indication of of lung health um mm -hmm. Looking at blood pressure, there's ways to collect blood pressure from your garments, um, uh, oxygen saturation, um, weight. Imagine being able to just like know your weight based on the clothes you're wearing. It's like really. You may not want that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of these, uh, a lot of these metrics and vitals will be able to collect from clothing, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like I mentioned, it's, it's, I, I know. I, like I said, I get excited because it's so like yeah. it's limitless, really. Yeah. It, it, like yeah. think, think about, uh, you know, all of the things that a hospital can do, all of the sensors that exist in a hospital. Now imagine those being just like your chair at home can do, uh, can do the same thing as like, uh, you know, some device at a hospital. So we plan to integrate all of these hospital-based technologies into the home so that we can uh, deliver a high quality of care in a comfortable home setting. In the home setting, and you know, to bring to bring a little uh, a real story to this, I, I think I've shared with you before. My mother-in-law, for the past five years or so, she has fainting spells where she totally knocks out. We have to bring her back, and by the time the ambulance comes, she's up. She doesn't want to go to the hospital. They take her, 
They keep her for two, three days. They do all types of ECG. They can't find anything wrong. And this has been going on for the last five years. So when I heard about this, I'm like, imagine we were able to have her constantly collecting this data that obviously they're not able to get they would probably be able to see a pattern of, okay, well, what time of day does this happen? Or maybe what was she eating? What was she doing? Or what kind of spike happened? Because they're not able to tell it otherwise. So these products are so real in preventative care that like you said, it's just having it there and people really understanding what it can do. And it can really, we see all, we saw an article today, our, our CEO sent out about the change in the shift of wanting because of COVID, unfortunately, the shift in wanting to have more care in the home. So as you said, if you're able to have these things in the home with telemedicine, all these different things, these are just equipping them to provide a higher level of service. So yeah. it's it's simply amazing. So what skin, um, what, is this only for seniors? I know we're, we're focused on seniors, but is this only for seniors? So um, no, definitely not. Uh, skin today, we've built the product and the, the app experience for a senior population. Um, and the reason we've done that is it's the community that's most in need and typically most left behind by technology. So, um, you know, when you see those two things, it's like, well, this is obvious, right? Like we should be building this for seniors who are the most in need of, of a, a technology that can, um, you know, as a, as a primary consumers of healthcare, yeah. let's build a, a product that's focused towards seniors. Uh, but you know, ultimately our technology, like we, our CEO talks about society 5.0 pretty often, um, which is, you know, we've had like the industrial revolution and, and those types of things. And, uh, and the, the, the next version is society 5.0, which is heavily spoken about in Japan and making its way to North America. And that's uh, kind of that, that uh, merger between people and technology. Um, and so we see clothing and textile as the enabling technology behind society 5.0 and advancing us to the point where, you know, we can, uh, we can, you know, extend our lives. We can have, you know, less pain and, um, and, you know, we can, we can just enable, you know, environmental sustainability is a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we think that not only should seniors be connected with clothing and connect collecting data on, on health and heart health and, and things like that. But everybody, ultimately, you know, our goal is, and we don't have to own it, we could have other companies work on this and help us and yeah. uh, governments and hospitals. Uh, but, but our ideal world is where people are connected uh, via their clothing and textile to the grid. Because once we're connected to technology or to, to the, let's call it the grid, um, we can then take that data and say, okay, this is what a healthy person's heart looks like. This is what a person's heart who's at risk of a heart attack looks like. Um, and then we can start to do things like, you know, as this future state, but, oh, you know, we've seen this pattern before in thousands of people who have had heart attacks. So mm -hmm. we see this pattern in you, mm -hmm. you know, and then you're at risk of having a heart attack in the next 24 to 48 hours. Like mm -hmm. that type of stuff is only possible if we have a data set from a large population of people. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And even even the change in someone's gait we've spoken about, yeah. if we see a change in that, it can it can predict their danger for falling. And we know the stats on fall prevention. I talk about it all the time on this show. So it's 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 real. And this is something that can also help with that as well. Right. Oh. So amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we didn't talk about uh, about fall and slip, but obviously that's a huge problem as we get older. Yes. The odds of us falling and um, it, it goes up, unfortunately. And with uh, if if your clothes could could tell you could could tell your phone that you've fallen, you know that that is better than having some device around your neck or your wrist or uh, just you know not having anything at all. So. Um, we've really built skin as a as a tool for seniors in that in that sense right like let's look at your heart yeah. health let's uh detect fall and slip events exactly uh, and so that's where our current product is and then the promise of the product is all kinds of other sensors in there that eventually as we get you know work with health canada further we'll find uh we'll be able to release more features and that was actually a question I was going to ask. Is it Health Canada approved as yet, or what? What's what state is it at? Not yet. And so we're we have submitted to Health Canada. We're waiting to hear back. Um, Health Canada, um, you know, operates at their pace, which can be frustrating for companies that want to move quickly. And and we're one of those companies that want to move quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, we are we are waiting for Health Canada clearance. Uh, same with FDA clearance in the U.S. Um, but not not just. I think that's important to note because I, I shared that we're having this show and some information on skin with people on my WhatsApp group. And, and one person I think thought it was like an MLM, multi-level marketing. Like this is not a scam people. This is real. We're not trying to be, I won't name some shows, but some fly-by-night infomercial where you buy this advice in the made-for-TV store and then you never use it. This is really, our goal is really to help people. That is the, and that's one thing I love about our CEO. Again, I will mention that is that his heart really isn't helping people. It's not a get rich quick scheme. <laughs> We're really in this to help people. So I have to make a note of that on the show because when I saw the message that was sent, I was like, huh? <laughs> I thought about what I'm like, no, it's not an MLM. It's a real company. You know, We're going for Health Canada approval and, and we are here to make a difference when it comes to healthcare. So I will make that disclaimer right now for yeah. everyone to know that, right? And I will support that further by saying I've been involved in my uh, for around four years now, and um, it's a major operation. Our CEO is so committed to this effort um, in terms of the amount of money that we spend on development. Um, you know, we tried to launch this product previously, and it's just complicated. It's very complicated to get, uh, you know, to, to do this. We're the only company that's really trying to do this in this way. So we have to invent everything. We have to invent the yarns that can be washed 50 times um, can survive that process. We have to invent the electronics to be as small and comfortable as possible so you don't feel it. Um, you know, we have to uh, we have to submit for application for approval from Health Canada. Uh, that, you know, this entire companies that just focus on that alone. Um, and, you know, there are so many, so many levels to this and it's highly complex, but yeah. we've, we've been operating for a while and this is the first product, smart clothing product, uh, second smart clothing product that we're launching, yeah. um, but it, but the reason it's taking so long is because it is highly complex. Right, and you know what? That is a signifier of success and commitment. Uh, I heard a, a, a young child do a speech for me yesterday, and they used a quote about Thomas Edison: "How many times he failed before the light bulb came about?" So definitely, that is part of the commitment to excellence: is failing forward, for lack of a better word. Yeah. You know, from each, each time you fail, you learn a lesson. And that's exactly what we're doing with the early access program right now, which I'll touch on. I just have a quick question from a viewer, though. Uh, she's asking, Avril Rally is asking, 
does the device beep when any of the levels are too high or too low? So is that a feature in it? So not today. Um, so we, when we get, uh, eventually assuming that we get Health Canada clearance, that's going to open up a lot of things. We're gonna be able to say, you know, uh, your heart, your, your ECG signal is indicative of atrial fibrillation. Um, so that's an example of like, we can, we can detect that through the underwear. We could then send a notification um, to, uh, to your doctor and to you. Um, we can also look at, you know, simple things like your heart rate's elevated and you're sitting. So like, you know, we, we can do that today, actually. That's not even a Health Canada thing. We could say your heart rate's 100, um, but uh, you haven't moved the last uh, mm. you know, 60 seconds or, or 10 minutes. Like, there's something going on. Maybe go uh, see what's happening or, or call your doctor. Yeah. Um, so those are the types of things we can do. You know, in the future, we can also look at your breathing rate and have a, you know, your respiratory therapist at your clinic or at your hospital. Um, could be on our platform looking at this data and saying oh you know what you should you should come in for a consult this is a red flag um your blood pressure is high you know eventually we'll get to that point but but it requires health canada's involvement and um and they do that to make sure everybody's safe and the products that are being sold are safe um and so as of today the answer is no in the near future yes the, the product that we're currently in beta with has those sensors in it already they're just not those features aren't activated so when health canada says okay you're good to go we're going to turn on ecg um and ecg will you know, awesome. be able to consume that data and use it awesome so let's talk about this exclusive program that i'm really excited about the early access program what yeah. is it <laughs> so uh as a technology company um we there are many stages to getting a product to market. And yes. we can only take it so far in our own facility. And we've done that. We've gotten to the point where we've tested it with our own people, we've gotten feedback, but now we need to go to real users. So this is what we call a beta uh, or an, uh, uh, you know, our EAP in this case. But um, the concept is uh, we are providing skin underwear uh, as as package, which is it's around a five hundred dollar value at no cost to people who want to participate in this program, um, and the only commitment from the people who are participating is to give us feedback periodically via survey, um, because the goal is we want to collect feedback from end users. We want to know like, you know, is uh, is the app helpful? Are the notifications helpful? Are the features we're building helpful? Is the is underwear comfortable? Is there you know, is there a problem with where we have the electronics? Is there a problem where we have the sensors? Um, when we did this previously, we were using polymer-based sensors. Um, and those sensors gave a rash to 10% of people. So we couldn't launch that. We had to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, you know what? We're going to use textile-only yarn-based sensors instead. And so we've completely redesigned all of our sensors to be yarn-based sensors. Um, and so, like, that's the type of feedback that we get from a beta. Um, yep. And so that's what we're in right now. You get the full features of the product, the full product, where it is today at no cost, but you just have to kind of tell us, help us understand what's wrong with it. What can we make better? Uh, right. What can we do differently? Probably mostly on the app side, um, right. but also with like, you know, the electronics and the, and the, the sensors and the garment. 
Exactly. And people, yes, you get to keep them. We do not want the underwears back. I had someone ask me that. <laughs> They're yours to keep. Keep them, your... <laughs> Just saying, I, I did have that question. I'm like, no, you get to keep them. So do you collect, and to participate in this program, as we know, we need two people. Why is that? Great question. So um, obviously, when you think of smart clothing technology, and you asked the question before, is this only for seniors? We thought at one point we went through all the options. We thought, you know, we could we could have a, uh, you know, we we could make this for uh, for thirty year olds to monitor their activity or their wellness, and you know, there's all kinds of different use cases for this technology. Um, with uh, with the use case that we have gone with, with the uh, the the you know the the senior care. Um, population, uh, the one that we think is most impactful, we, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Okay. Your question? <laughs> yeah. So is it, why do we need two people? Partners. Why oh, is right. there two partner? Okay. Yeah. So we need two people because um, we believe that for, um, for there's, there's uh, the, uh, community, the care community, we're calling it, or a person's community. And that's not just, you know, your, uh, your doctor and your nurses, but it's also your family, your, your friends, the people who are closest to you. Uh, and so we thought it's best, this, this data is best consumed if there's a loved one who's also participating in this with you. So they're, they're seeing, um, you know, that, you know, their mom or dad hasn't, their elderly parent hasn't, um, hasn't moved in a while, hasn't, hasn't gotten up and gone for a walk. You know, they've only gotten uh, 500 steps in for the day and we know that we should have over a thousand. Um, or, you know, they've been sitting for a while, but their heart rate is elevated. You know, that's a concern. Eventually we were able to use the data uh, and, and give this data back to users around um, stress levels. So, you know, why is my mom, why is mom stressed? Um, you know, maybe this is a cue to call my mom and interact with my mom. Um, so we're, so we find that, that like, we believe that community is health yes. and, and, and there's a lot of data out there that people that live the longest are in these, these communities where people are tight knit. There's a, a city in, in Pennsylvania that mm -hmm. they've read studies on and they don't understand why people live, you know, over a hundred. They've had so many people live over a hundred. And the only outcome that they can they can come back to is that uh, that there's just this tight knit community, and um, you know there's another town in Italy that has a similar sort of you know they have so many centennials and it doesn't even make sense from like a diet and healthcare perspective. But the only isolated variable is that the community is very tight, and so we see the skin as kind of the gateway to a, a community uh, in a, in such a you know, a world where everybody's so far apart, everybody's like obsessed with technology and not really interacting with each other anymore. We see our technology as a way of bringing people closer together to form more of a community. Exactly. And also, uh, I, I, I know in, in speaking with our CEO as well, he sees it as a way of not just being us looking at our, our older parents, but they're all, they're, they're still our parents. So they're still concerned about us or the grandchildren. So it's a way for them to engage as well on the app 
to see how is my daughter doing? Because we're still their babies, right? Yeah. Or how is my grandchild doing? So it, it's a it's a community in the sense that it, it's it's it works both ways. It's not just us saying mom or dad, you need this, making them feel like they need to be looked after. No, they can look after us too. Because they can look and see, okay, you know what? You're not walking enough or you're looking stressed. So what's going on? So it's it's important to highlight the the reciprocate that I'm losing my tongue word, the two-way <laughs> stream of how this is gonna work, right? Yeah, so, you're 100 percent correct. Like it's uh it's as much the other way as it is. Yes. Uh, you know, it's like my, you know, yeah, and you're you're 100 percent correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and, and it's important to highlight as well that the minimum age, the minimum age to partake in this program as the person wearing the garment is 45. We're not calling 45 year old senior by any means. Mm. It's, it can work. We, we would like to have the older person wearing it, the, elder, the older adult, the older adult wearing it. However, it's also good for you maybe to experience it. So if and when your parents reach that stage, they need it, then you know the experience as well. So that's why we have such a broad age range starting from 45 because it's good for you to experience it maybe yourself with your partner. As you age, you may want to wear it or you're, you can also uh, give more a hands-on recommendation to your older parent as well. So just wanted to clear the air on that because people are sensitive with that word. So let's just you know help them understand that. So what else does one need to participate in this program? They need a partner, um, it's free. Uh, they need a cell phone? Need a cell phone. Okay. Um, the cell phone allows you to download the app and then um, use the app to look at, you know, the metrics we talked about earlier, like activity and heart rate, uh, but also to engage with um, your loved one who's also participating in this. So whether it's your parents or, you know, your child, um, right. this gives you the means to uh, communicate with them uh, and also right. interact with them through the app. So you right. need a phone, uh, it has to be, I think, what did we learn recently? iPhone 7 or new? Yeah. Yeah. There's an operating yeah. system requirements, which you'll find out when you go through the pre-qualifying. But yeah, iPhone 6 is not going to work. It has to be in your phone. It can't be a flip phone. It has to be a smartphone. It's a smart device. So it has to be a smartphone. But definitely, yes. And does does the aging parent, say I have an 80-year-old mother or father, do they have to be tech overly tech savvy to use this to participate? Uh, no, I wouldn't say overly tech savvy. I think, you know, some basic level of tech savviness, like, yes. you know, download the app, be able to interact with it, um, right. uh, connect to Wi-Fi, those types of things. But for the most part, no, it's really about, um, it's really about uh, just that, that sense of community that I talked about yes. earlier, having, yes. uh, you know, if, you're, if your son or daughter, let's say, calls you through the app, have the ability to answer it. Or vice versa, you want to contact them. Yes. Um, just, uh, just be, you know, have, have enough uh, yeah. tech knowledge and ability, which most people do, um, exactly. to, to interact with an app and a phone. Well, especially since COVID, one thing you've realized with COVID is that a lot of older people, especially who were like hands off on technology, they're using Zoom and they're doing yeah. things. So this is now is the best time if ever for a product like this to be beta tested because people aren't as you know, weary of technology, for lack of a better word, as they were before. They've been forced. You've been pushed into an uncomfortable space where they've now adapted to. Yeah. So now's so, a great time for it. <laughs> agreed. Like my dad, who's uh, seventy, he um, he's more tech savvy than I am. Like, <laughs> when I have a problem with my computer. I ask him, <laughs> which wasn't a few years ago. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's taking the time to learn yeah. and 
Uh, and I think that's that's kind of what what, what we see now in in our you know our parents and and uh, people who are aging. Yeah, technology is kind of required to yeah. to interact and engage in society, and you know to to message your grandkids or your kids and uh, and those types of things. So it's not really all that surprising, but but yeah. So I think pretty much everybody everybody who's yeah. listening who's watching, you're good. Just, um, right. Bye. So. For the beta program now, like I'm from the Caribbean. So if I had like say a mother for the beta program, if my mother lives in Trinidad and I'm here, can I participate or do both participants need to be in in, in the same city, North America? What are you looking so, for right now? Yeah, so right now we are very focused on Ontario. We want uh, people who are based in Ontario. And the reason is uh, version 1.1 of the product, when we do get Health Canada clearance, is going to allow us to interact with doctors. We're allowed to. We're going to be able to add doctors to the care circle, and right. so when doctors are in the care circle. Doctors can only perform care based on where the patient is. So the patient has to be in Ontario in order to interact with them. And so we want to. We're taking a hyper focused approach to take advantage of of the fact that doctors uh, will eventually be collaborating through this platform. Right. Right. So I do have another question. Um, some of the same persons asked me actually, what kind of after sales support is provided for users? And to me, just to slightly answer that question, it's important to note that right now, the early access program is a beta program. So participants in that program will receive a, a very high level of support because we are looking for feedback and we are walking that walk with you as you share your experiences with us. But to answer this person's question, Gagan, what type of sales support is available for users after? And, and along with that, it's important to note the security that their information is secure and they can choose who to share it with. So can you kind of intertwine the security level of it with what kind of support is available after someone purchases the product when it comes to market? It's a loaded question, but hope yeah. you got that. <laughs> okay, so two, two components, security and, um, and uh, Thank you. Thanks. Sorry, it's getting dark here. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we'll start with uh, with security. So we um, we are building our our platform to be um, as secure as humanly possible in this day and age. So we are using you know similar uh, similar security measures to financial institutions, um, except as a as a custodian of healthcare information. We're, we're held to an even higher standard. So there's HIPAA compliance in Canada, it's called key HIPAA. Uh, we have to meet that, that standard. Um, so information is highly secure on our platform um, and we don't share it with anyone unless given explicit permission um, by the user. Um, right. And uh, even then, like we're not able to just go on and look at, you know, uh, John Smith's data from the app. We can't do that. We don't have that ability. There are safeguards in place that prevent us okay. from being able to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, in terms of after sales support, we have um, we have a customer service team. Um, we offer warranty on the product. Obviously with the beta, it's free. So it uh, hasn't cost anything, but if there's a problem with it, obviously we want, we want active participants in our beta. Um, we'll make sure that they're taken care of right now is the highest level of support that we'll ever provide because you know we're focused on a small number of users with our whole team so like every all hands on deck let's make sure that uh, we're responding to any issues and needs 
of our our beta users um, and our early access program users. So we have uh, you know people available to respond quickly, um, and uh, we're just just very attentive attentive to anybody's needs who's participating in our beta. Okay, and you know how long is the beta is the program? It, it's four weeks long that you're they're required to participate. And I'll, I guess I might as well go ahead and say it. And it's four yeah. surveys they're required to do all online. You'll receive four um, emails to do four surveys, one a week. And then there's a 15 minute phone conversation or video conference after to share the feedback. So that's basically the, the, the commitment that's required for it. Um, will you be beta testing the other products as well once once they're, they come out to the market? Yeah, we, um, we will. Uh, we might do them in different geographies, um, right. but, uh, but yeah, we'll always want to make sure that we're testing products in a larger external sample than in just our own company, um, because in order to to really ensure that they're performing at the level you need for external mm -hmm. users, non-biased people, um, we uh, we have to beta test them. Right, exactly. So that is essentially the early access program, people. Really, we need people who are 45 years and older you need to have a partner who's 18 or older to, to monitor and share the experience with you. It's a four week commitment. You get the garments for free. They're valued at 500 Canadian. You get them for free. And we just want your feedback to commit to giving us honest feedback so we can bring this product to its fullest potential, essentially, right? Uh, so Gagin, well, you know, it's so funny how hour goes by so quickly, but to, and also to sign up, I forgot to say, it's gonna be in the chat as well. Go to skin, S-K-I-I, I S K I N dot com, or you can also call 1-877-289-5908 as well. Uh, so Gagan, a couple more questions, and these are just more on the fun side. We've seen so many advancements in technology over the past decade. We've seen Uber, we've seen Zoom, Tesla, so much smart technology on the whole, to name a few. Where do you see skin in the next 10 years? Ooh, that's a <laughs> question. Um, so I see a world where um, where textile and clothing is uh, embedded with sensors, and those sensors are making us, you know, more comfortable and safer and happier. Um, and we know we know what's what's possible with technology. We know what's possible with you know data science algorithms, you know, when we have data, we can do things. And so I see a world where we have textile, smart textiles, like you mentioned Tesla, like every Tesla is gonna have a car seat that's connected. So, you know, take an extreme example of somebody's driving their, their autonomous car and they have a stroke. What mm -hmm. happens? Mm -hmm. um, well, today what happens is the car crashes, right? There's, or the car stops, it doesn't mm -hmm. do anything. In the future, in the you know ten years or less, it senses that the users have a heart attack wow. uh, based on the, the sensors in the seat, and it drives to the closest hospital. Wow! Um, so that's just one very specific example, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We, you know, you mentioned Iron Man at the beginning. This is a little far fetched, but um, there's yarns that that uh, can compress and expand and move based on electricity so could it help us jump higher could it help us 
you know, walk when, you know, could it help somebody who's paralyzed walk? Absolutely. That's something we're working on actively at my published some papers on it. We've worked with local Toronto hospitals on it. We see a world where a paraplegic could walk again using their own uh, legs based on smart textiles. Wow, amazing. That is, that's just a touch on it. That's why I had to ask that question. Uh, so the, and again, people, again, if you go to skiin.com and you wanna sign up for our mailing list, there's a, at the bottom, a scroll to the bottom on the right-hand side, you can click on sign up and you'll be notified of all the different things that are happening with Mayant, our press releases and so much more. Gagan, what do you love the most about your work with Mayant? Uh, so the people, people at Mayant are awesome. Um, not to say that, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, two, the, and most importantly, the technology and the promise of the technology. We're, um, we're not just a commodity. We're not trying to build another Fitbit, a better Fitbit or anything like that. We're trying to positively impact lives on every level. Uh, we're trying to extend lives. We're trying to help people um, who, who need it. And so to be a part of a company that has that vision, that cares about people, that cares about the environment, um, you know, it's just, it's just good. It feels good. I can, I can second that for sure. And my last question for you, what is your favorite quote? Favorite quote? Yeah. Oh no, you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, favorite quote, uh, man, I have one and it's just like not, <laughs> it's not available to me in my head right now. I'm gonna have to Google it. I'm not gonna make you wait for it. Um, okay. You can Google but, while I do my wrapping up and then you can plug it in at the end. But uh, I'm gonna tell you, um, it's gonna be something startup focused. Uh, okay. And it's going to be something, I'll just give you like, I'll paraphrase. Okay. Um, and it kind of alludes to something you said earlier around like failure and learning from your failures. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's better to do things quickly and fail than it is to not do things at all. And, yeah. and so like that works in every facet of life, right? Like if you're a company and you have to try something, it's like, oh, well, you know, let's just, let's try this. Let's, uh, do we think that um, that we can build a, a sensor that can, I don't know, uh, I don't know, just like pick, any, pick anything, a sensor that can uh, tell you make your you weight. Fly. <laughs> make you fly, totally. Can we, can, we make a, can we make shoes that help you actually jump higher based on electricity? You know, what we would do is we would test that in the lab. We would do it tomorrow. Yeah. We'd like you know, have a little round table. We would do five or six things. Doesn't We would spend the time, effort, money, yeah. resources to do it, but we would learn in a couple of weeks. Is that possible? No. Okay. At least, you know, we failed at doing this, but we know it's not going to be simple. Let's move on to the next one. Exactly. Uh, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, that works in every facet of life. Yeah. 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 That's powerful. I mean, it's the same thing I live by is that I don't believe in, in regret, live life without regret. So I don't believe in saying what would have happened. I don't do what is it. It just doesn't sit well with me. I have to know and then keep it moving. Either it did or it didn't, but I don't do, I should have, or I would have, or I could have. No, don't believe okay. in that. So again, to our users, we're looking for hundred participants. I'm doing a lot of plugs here because we really want to get these hundred participants to be part of our beta program. Go to skin, S-K-I-I-N.com or call 1-877-289-5908. And with that being said, our next show will be the 411 on home health and in-home care. Home health care helps older adults live independently for as long as possible, even with an illness or injury. 
It covers a wide range of services and can often delay the need for long-term nursing home care. So join me this Sunday, May 16th, as my special guest, Lorna King-Bob from Livewell Pathway Home Care and I will discuss the 411 on home health and in-home care. I wanna thank you, Gagin, for joining us. And I wanna thank everyone who's watching. Remember that all discussions can also be found on YouTube on the Senior Living 411 Incorporated channel or on the Senior Living 411 podcast. Please remember to like this broadcast, share this broadcast, or subscribe to this broadcast and follow the Senior Living 411 Incorporated Facebook page or join the Senior Living 411 Series private Facebook group. Thank you, Gagan. I know we went well over, but you know what? Good conversations always last long. But I want to thank you again for joining me. And yeah, have a good night, everyone. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.